All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of the AMG Hobby Talk podcast. We are Blairless today, Blairless <laughs> this morning. Uh, he's a little under the weather, but he'll be back shortly. We will see some more. We This time, we, we don't have bonus Blair. We will find some Blair. We'll, we'll do the hunt, the search for Blair. Uh, we'll send Steve off to collect some Blair, and maybe by next week, we'll have him back. So first of all, Sherry, how are you today? I am wonderful. Perfect. In the Steve. words of Blair. <laughs> In the words of Blair, that's right. Steve, how are you? Uh, I'm doing well. Uh, Blair's actually off snowblowing the entire lake for his subdivision. That That's the kind of guy he is. But uh, what we get, Cherry, a little over close to two feet of snow probably uh, around here over three days. So we were pretty much hunkered down over the weekend. And our friends in Cape Breton, I believe, they got close to five feet in some areas. So uh, yeah. I actually think they're not allowed out of their houses till the 10th. Yeah, so. my brothers are down there and some of my family and they haven't left the house. They can't get off the roads. They've been shoveling and snow blowing the driveways, but that's as far as they can get. <laughs> it's going to be a booming business for Mr. Plow. If, if you know, you know. <laughs> but uh, it, it, yeah, I did see, uh, and if you follow the social medias and I always recommend it. So usually I towards the tail end, I include it, but this time around I'll include it a little early just so we have it there. I include a little scrolling ticker that includes the access to the Instagram and also the website. But if you follow the social media, you would have seen Cherry intrepidly making her way through kind of the what sounded like a blizzard, the winds and the <laughs> kind of the howling to get to the store. Oh, it was a and you were able to make it. Yep, it was it was a blizzard. Brad and I ended up catching the bus. So that was an interesting experience. It was my first time on the bus uh, down to Bedford, but <laughs> we made it. it. It almost felt like knives of ice pellets going into our face walking up the hill but we made it there and the customers didn't let us down people were in snowsuits they came in and it was something for them to do as well so it was a great saturday i exercised my option and stayed home saturday <laughs> yeah. you exercised your option did you uh, i i like i like those choices when i was a kid you had to walk around a little bit here so, so just uh, as we're talking about, it, I'll briefly share this again. If you go to the Instagram, you get yeah. you get the footage. You get uh, you get Sherry making right over, and then you know, looking off in the distance to the store as uh, as you're headed in that direction. So that's included yeah. on the AMG Collectibles Instagram. If you want to check, that out. I like great right at the end. She goes, "Come sell us your cards." <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> seems fair. Seems fair. Well, the good news is if you made it into the store that day, you had uh, you had uh, plenty of room. To be able to look around with uh, with relative peace. Oh, absolutely. <sighs> yeah, so you had a chance to take it easy and uh, look at anything you liked. Uh, so that's pretty good. So real quick, I'll touch on a couple of uh, products that are coming in. Now, some of these are going to be more limited quantities than others. So what I'll do, uh, Steve, is uh, as I go through some of them, if uh, some of them are a little bit more limited quantity, just let us know. But either way, some of these will be coming into the store. And if there's more limited quantities, well, that just means you need to be quick. So if you're interested, then make sure you're quick there. And some of them we'll touch on. Uh, first one, uh, we need to know a little bit more about it, but uh, I'll, I'll touch on it now, and maybe we'll talk a little bit more about it next week. Uh, it's called 2023 Historic Autograph Mob. So originally, we had a couple of laughs before we started. Uh, some people read that differently. Uh, I'll just leave it at that. But uh, it is related to the mob. You know, Al Capone, J. Edgar Hoover cut autos. And what I'll do is I'll quickly share an image of it with you, uh, you know, despite the excitement of other possibilities that are not that. 
but <laughs> the mob here and we've got the little graphic included uh, it is interesting i'm not sure who actually makes this it's like historical autos or something like that so i'm sharing the image here with you uh so as you can see an al capone image there that looks like you know the police mugshot with the little placard underneath uh jagger hoover cut auto which i'm sure would be very interesting that's pretty good and then some other cut autos and things related to this so whitey bulger i think is the third one they've got on there a lot of opportunities authentic handwriting sample so uh, definitely unique, and it is more of a theme set. Stuff like that has a little bit more limited collector base, but if you're into the genre, uh, it's an opportunity to get stuff like, you're not going to get stuff like that every day, and a lot of the main manufacturers are not going to produce stuff like that, so it is kind of interesting to have. Now, real quick, uh, I'll shift forward. We talked about 2023 Panini Chronicles Racing. We had, we'd spoken on that. No, it wasn't uh, Chronicles. It was a uh, different... Prism. I think it was Prism Racing. No, it was uh, a different one. It wasn't Prism for sure. It was... Um, I'll, I'll find it, and the, the name escapes me right now. It was Chronicles. Panini. It was it, no, I, I understand, but it was it was still Panini, but it was it wasn't Chronicles though. It was something else. Chronicles is the one where they put everything in it because yeah. they because they actually combine a bunch of their different products. Um, I think it was Prime Racing. I want to say Prime because it was because it was like that. Uh, starts with a P. Close enough. But, Panini um, Prime. Yes, that's the one. Yeah. So, so, but it is a different product. Chronicles, though, combines a bunch of the different other designs, though, in one. So when you're getting a pack, you're going to get a bunch of different versions of it. So if you're into that kind of thing, it is interesting to see a couple of the different designs. You get a little bit of a mix of different items. Uh, then we got the Paldine Fates from Pokemon. Uh, so which one specifically, Sherry, is the one that's coming in for you guys? Uh, it's the Paldine Fates, the mini tins. So I think there's two packs in those and then the premium collection boxes. So those will have your um, promo cards and the jumbo card and eight packs per box as well. So there's three different types of those. Should be popular. Perfect. Now this one here, I believe, is also going to be a little bit in limited quantities, but I will bring it to your attention. If you are interested, again, since it is more to be more limited quantities, if you are interested, I would get on it quickly. Uh, 2023 Leaf Art of Sport. Now, this one uh, is one of those ones that is interesting. Leaf does a lot of very unique kind of things in the way they do their stuff. But I'll just share with you the graphic, and I'll quickly touch on a couple of things on here. And it'll it'll give you a taste of why I say if it is something that interests you, you'll want to get on it right away. Because if you just look at this graphic here, and uh, I'll leave a link to it from the Cardboard Chronicles uh, Cardboard Connection uh, site here. On the very page that you're looking at, you've got a Hulk Hogan autograph. you got Sandy Koufax. You've got tennis players. You've got soccer players. You've got dual autos of different combinations. I know there are Pele autographs on here. So it's like you get a mix and match. You've got basketball. You've got soccer. You've got football. You've got everything, you know, wrestling. All kinds of combos and different combinations that you, will, you won't get in other things. There's a Barry Sanders there on, on there if you're looking into it. So that's why I say, like, just looking at the graphic alone, you're seeing all these combinations of different possibilities, and you're going to be able to get it. Rafael Nadal autograph, Barry Sanders here you got Lionel Messi. So it's like, it's a mix and match. Some of the actual um, inserts themselves have kind of unique designs. Again, it's an art style set. And if you are interested and curious, I will also include a link to this for you if you're interested. And that is a Card Collector 2 video that was done a little while ago. Uh, and he visited Leaf. So he went behind the scenes at Leaf and the product they were featuring on there was the art of sport. So I just paused there on a screenshot. So if you're curious and you want to see a little bit about how they packed it out, there's a little bit behind the scenes there, and I'll include a link to that video for you if you're interested in a little background on it. Yeah, we don't have much of that product, and it is a higher um, price point on it. But as you can see, there's a lot of heavy hitters there, so um, and great variety. So definitely worth a worth a shot for those that like to uh, 
take a little bit of a gamble. Absolutely. That's why I say, like, because of limited quantities, if you are interested, fly down like Sherry braving the blizzard and go. Go! As fast as your feet will carry you. So we've got that. And the other one that we talked about a little bit last week was uh, Opichiha coming out. So we're going to get all those Connor Bedard cards in there, so I think that'll be pretty popular. I assume you've got going to have a, at least fair uh, allocation of uh, some Opichi hockey? Yeah, we've got a, a a good volume of it. But what I can say, and I, we touched on it last week, um, parents, grandparents, and even kids, um, you know, on a weekly basis, they come in asking for Connor Bedard cards. Um, if you want a Connor Bedard card, I would suggest, you know, buying an Opichi box or some packs as we discussed. What is there, 34 Bedards in this set? Something like that, yeah. Um, you know, some of them obviously are are tough and short printed, but I would say if you if you take on a hobby box, there's a very good likelihood that you'll pull a Bedard of some sort, mm-hmm. or at least your odds are pretty good. And of course, the price on Opichi is you know one of our cheaper products. So definitely for the the parents and grandparents that are trying to satisfy their uh, the kids' needs to uh, get them a Bedard, uh, grab an Opichi box. They're going to sell fast. I think we decided, Sherry, was it four per customer to start? Um, I, I, think I, so. I, I think that's what we're going with, at least for the first week or so, because we want, you know, people that just want to grab a box, the opportunity. Yeah. So don't wait too long. Um, but I think it's four per customer to start. And then after a week, we'll reevaluate. And, uh, you know, because guys have been asking, you know, can we buy a case and stuff? And right now we want to make sure you know, everyone has an opportunity. Seems good. Seems good. Now, one other thing we'll touch on here just before we get into some of the stuff that came in the shop here is that we've got a new graphic here, a new flyer related to the trade night and card show. So this will be our first opportunity kind of to look at that and it'll include the dates on there. And then obviously we'll remind you as we get closer to it. So you got trade night and card show trade night is going to be coming up is the next one is February the 23rd. So last Friday of the month. And then on the Saturday, the 24th, you're going to have the card show at the new location. So if you look on the screen there, you're going to see the hours. So February 23rd, 5 to 8 p.m. on the Friday is the trade night. And then on the Saturday is 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. And you can see there the flyer, including the address and everything and giving you directions and the information you'll require. Yep. Shout out to Tim Kahoot for the fantastic artistry that he continues to provide for us. <laughs> My first time seeing this flyer, so I guess I approve of it. Not like I had a choice, but sure. Good job, Tim. It's, it's all about the endorsement, Steve. It's all about the endorsement. All right. So we'll touch on a couple of uh, items that came in the shop, and then we'll uh, talk on a little bit about uh, the consignment aspect of it. So I'm giving you a little heads up. I talked to Steve before we got started, so we're going to chat up a little bit about that for a couple of minutes. And then we'll touch on a couple of your comments from the last video. I remind you, if you leave some comments or questions, feel free to throw them in there. Some of them will get read so that we can talk through them briefly. And then the other thing as well, also, if you have more urgent kind of time-sensitive things, uh, we don't always get back to the comments directly. We will see them, and then we'll touch on them in the next episode. But if you want something a little more time sensitive, use the social medias, use the contacts, and you can go to the website and contact directly, and you'll get a more direct answer. First one here is a card that I'm that I have some familiarity with, uh, and there's a little bit of a fun backstory to it. So we'll touch on it here briefly. So this one here is the uh, '81 Oilers Red Rooster, the Wayne Gretzky, the long-haired variation. Um, you can see there uh, Wayne needs a haircut, and uh, that was resolved in another version of it. But Steve, do you want to touch on a little bit about what's going on with this one? 
Um, yeah, and there's several stories about what's going on, but I think you kind of touched on it. Uh, you know, he looks like he might have got up from a night on the town for this one, and the, the hair's a little unkept. And uh, I think they decided, you know, after they produced them, they wanted to clean up the image a little bit. So um, it tends to be a short printed card. Um, and this one is actually the only PSA 9 and the highest graded example of this card. So we've actually had it for a while, and I can't remember if we showed it on an earlier podcast, but I figured um, I'd bring it up again because one did just sell. Uh, I forget which eBay site it sold on, but it was one of like a, a well-known uh, seller, and it sold for like 3,000 American, and it was a population of three. So whoever bought that one, if they're, they're looking to have the best of the best, um, reach out to the store and we have a pop one of the four in that little grouping available in the store. Very nice. Very nice. Then we got a 2023 prism draft pick. So this is the green prism variation of a uh, Victor Webanyama. Do you want me to pronounce that? Or? Yes, Sherry, please. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> So obviously he's the one that a lot of folks are chasing after in basketball. So 2023 draft picks, uh, at least out of a lot of the stuff I've seen out of prism, at least it's a half decent image uh, of at least him taking a shot. Uh, there, there's been some controversy of Benini kind of uh, mailing it in on some of the, on some of the cards uh, yeah, related to him. A nice picture. And it's, I mean, there's more coming back from PSA, but right now it's a low pop. I think it's a population of eight. So it might be a good one to, to jump on. Very good. And then we got here from the rookie year. So 0506. This is Ultimate Collection, Alexander Ovechkin. This is an ultimate patches. So we've got a three color patch piece here, numbered to 75, a nice clean copy. Mint nine for memorabilia cards. Uh, they do tend to chip a little bit. PSA is kind of harsh on the thicker cards. So in a nine, it's actually a decent grade for, for this kind of thing. And this again also is a pop one. So it's the highest graded example of this card. Um, and like you said, the, the patch cards, they tend to chip or, you know, just so much surface area. So to get a nine on, on this card is, you know, a pretty big deal. Very nice. Very nice. So it's a couple of items that came in the shop. So I hope everybody enjoyed that. And we try to feature a couple of items every single episode. So that's some good ones and uh, a nice little variety of a couple of different things there. Plus, we got two out of three uh, hockey cards. So we met our CanCon requirement. Uh, so we will not be shut down by the CRTC this week so we'll be able to move on so let me touch on a couple of things here steve uh kind of what i mentioned to you a little bit earlier is we were going to talk a little bit about last week uh, you mentioned that you had done a deal that was actually completed through a consignment and that is one of the options that is available so obviously when somebody comes in and wants to sell something you know in this case i believe it was the pokemon cards uh, sorry the pokemon boxes uh that were done through that kind of deal so there can be like high dollar value cards that come in there's situations where maybe you'll buy something buy a collection or buy individual items but then there can be some other situations where maybe consignment makes sense so can you give us a little bit of the thought process of when you offered or when it might make sense for somebody when that option's on the table yeah so definitely you know when it comes to hockey cards or stuff like that i'm, I'm well versed in that so if someone comes in um with a high dollar hockey item i can kind of know you know what I can sell for, how long it might take me to sell it for, um, you know, factors like that. So on an item we we know a lot about, I'm willing to take a little bit more of a risk. 
something like that. Pokemon came in. Um, proof is in the pudding. Like I could see the comps on it. And, uh, but it's one of those things, never dealt with it before. And I didn't know if we'd have it for a week or a year. Um, so when you tie up the store's money, um, you know, you want to sell something. You don't want to hold on to it forever. So in that instance, it was, um, and you also need a consigner that's willing to work with you. Um, you know, he agreed to let us work with them and move that. And usually we can get the consigner more money um, if they let us consign it. If I'm buying it, of course, I'm taking all the risk. So I will pay you less understandably because I don't know how long I'm going to have this item. So I do believe since the podcast, three or four people have reached out to us for consignments because mm -hmm. it's always good to have a, a happy ending to a story. And, uh, you know, that gentleman was very happy. And I've had a couple people reach out. Uh, one of them was a, like a 12-year-old kid that wanted me to consign his $30 card. But, uh, you know, other, other ones, there's, been, there's a couple bigger deals on the horizon. Um, but, yeah, there's just, you know, and there's some common sense factors. What sells here, what doesn't, you know. Um, a card can be gorgeous. A card can be 20 grand. I don't know if I can sell it. Um, and I, I'll know if I can sell it in Nova Scotia or not. And then, of course, when you, well, I'm going to have to put it online, then that's a whole other can of worms. So, yeah, there's just different variables. Um, but you also just need a good, you have to be open and honest with the uh, consigner. And, uh, you know, they have to feel good with dealing with you and, uh, you know, understand that, uh, you know, several things go in, go into this. Um, yeah, that's any other tidbits you'd like to know about? <laughs> sure. No, so let me ask this question. Uh, so this is more of an open question just for you. Uh, so let's say that uh, that I come in, we, we look at something and you and that options on the table. Um, so this is more of a process question for you and kinds of how you deal with it. Um, is it more of kind of an informal agreement or is it something that you at least sign off on something and say, hey, okay, so this is what we're going to do. We'll try to consign it for X amount of time, whatever, because I've seen different versions of it. So that's, I'm just curious kind of what approach you've taken to this. No, that, that's a good, a good point. Uh, the Pokemon guy, again, first time ever meeting him, um, you know, I said to him, you know, we can write up a little contract or, but then I said, well, how about this? And I, I gave my phone to Blair and that's the picture of me and him holding the boxes of the, yeah. that we featured in the podcast. And like, you know, we took a picture and then just right at the top of it, you know, you know, said AMG, you know, agrees to consign, uh, you know, and then with the percentages of the sales and stuff like that. And that, and that was good for him. So yeah, what I, and we've had Mickey Mantle rookies and stuff like that. So I get it on a big card. Um, but then when you move forward, if you're dealing with someone, you know, multiple times, they just kind of drop it off and say, I trust you have at it. So, um, you know, you learn, don't bite the hand that feeds you. So these consigners that work well with us, you know, we want them to keep coming back. Also, they refer us to other people. Um, that's a huge part of our business. So, um, yeah, you just have to be open when you're when you're doing consignment deals. Um, but like I said, if, it, if it's something that we know we can take on our own and I, I know I can move it fairly quickly, I'm going to attack it and try to buy it. Um, and if it's something I no, I can sell immediately. I, I will pay, you know, a higher percentage because it's not going to sit long. You know, you make 10% on something over and over again. Um, it adds up to the same as if you paid 60%. But, uh, and we have percentages we like to pay because, of course, you know, we got to pay employees, keep the lights on, 
processing, you know, guy walks in with 5,000 cards, you know, there's probably, you know, $1,000 in labor just to prepare those cards before they get out on the floor. So mm-hmm. you have to take a lot of things like that into consideration. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think that's fair. I think it makes a lot of sense. That's the reason why I wanted to kind of uh, open that uh, specific kind of conversation into it. And that's kind of what I also suggest to the folks that are listening, uh, that especially if you catch it on the YouTube or any of the other ones uh, where that's what I'm referring to when I say, if you've got any questions or anything like that, because it can be where we can get Steve or somebody on the team to talk about the process, because it's in case you're wondering what it's like when you, when you go in and you ask about, or you're, or you're offered this idea, the different elements that kind of play into it, how you arrive, at the, at the deal that you end up arriving at. So kind of a, a couple of different things to at least consider when you walk in. And as a person who may not have dealt with it, it's kind of good to know kind of what to expect in terms of how that kind of conversation might go. Because a lot of people, I think, are a little bit nervous about it because obviously if you're talking about a high dollar item, uh, you're wanting to get as much as possible. So having multiple options on the table and knowing what the differences are is kind of helpful. Uh, and one, one last thing there too, actually something just happened with an email we received last night. Uh, just a gentleman lives out of town. We've never met him. And he just sent us a generic email saying he had, you know, all these cards. If he sends me a list of every card he has, will I tell him what we would pay for it? Because he's like, I live several hours away. I don't want to drive there for nothing. But if you flip that around and I take an hour going through all his cards and come up with a number, um, I still may have zero chance of buying that collection other than I gave him a free appraisal and he might be able to contact, you know, AMG offered me 500 bucks. Will you give me 550? So I know it's not an exact number, but if, if the seller or consigner can kind of have a ballpark, um, because if we're, if we're thousands of dollars apart, if we knew that before we even go into negotiations, uh, it saves everyone a lot of time. So, and, and since that consignment, like I said, people have reached out, wanting to know what will you give me? What will you give me? And I'm like, well, you know, it's your stuff. We'd like to know what you would like to make you happy. Because nothing's worse than buying a deal from someone. And then they say, oh, they lowballed me or whatever. And I'm like, it's your number. You have to be comfortable with that number. And I, and there are times you can tell someone that comes in and kind of has no idea. I don't mind spending time with them, but most of these people know what they want. So let's not waste everyone's time. Tell us what you want or in the, in the ballpark and then we can work from there. But it just, you know, so like for instance, that collection, I, I could spend an hour on it, tell him a number and I still may not get that um, collection. And uh, he now, I just did the work for him. He, he mm-hmm. now the next person, yeah, I'd like a thousand bucks because AMG said that's what they give me. So that's a, another little speeds the process up. And I think it's fair for both parties. Yeah. There you go. Steve, Steve might be collector of the people and collector of the scallops, but he doesn't want to be collector of the comps for you. <laughs> You're going to have to do a little bit of research ahead of time for, you know, in order to make it, it work. It definitely helps us. It's kind of bittersweet sometimes. Like you want to be able to help people, but mm-hmm. you need people to be able to help themselves a little bit too. You need to work together and trust the process. Yeah, and then and then like I said, someone comes in and they know what they want, and then then when I like, I'll give you a thousand bucks, and they might have ten thousand dollars on their mind. Like mm-hmm. that becomes awkward when they're like, you know, you're lowballing <laughs> me, or you're, I'll never come back here again. Or when it's your number, no one gets offended because I can just politely say, 
Um, unfortunately, you know, that won't work. And then I can even give my honest opinion whether they like it or not. Or if we're in striking distance, I'm like, you know what? That's not that bad. Um, you might be a little light on it or like, I think you're a little high, but let's meet in the middle. So yeah, a little preparation uh, leaves the consigner and ourselves uh, feeling a little bit better because uh, you could lose, that might be your one and only time ever dealing with that person. And uh, if it goes south fast, you know, you'll lose them forever. And uh, so, yeah, we definitely don't want to do that. We want people to keep coming back. So, yeah, have have a little bit of uh, knowledge of, of what you're doing. And, again, there are, you know, maybe inherit a collection or this and that. I, I get that part of it. But, you know, 80, 85% of the people know what they're doing, and they just want a free appraisal from us. And And we do it from time to time. But. We can also read people and understand what's going on as well. So just just like we want to be honest with you, be honest with us. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. Sounds good. So I think uh, that's some good insight there. And like I said, if anybody has any questions or follow-up or thoughts on kind of that kind of thing, then you know, let us know because uh, that's something we can approach, something we can bring up as a topic on one of these conversations. So we'll wind down here and we'll grab a couple of comments from the last episode. As I said, if you do include some comments, we will go into them. So I'll read through a couple of these and then we'll touch on a few of them here. So Blaine here, uh, frequent commenter. Thank you, Blaine. Uh, Can't wait to get home and open some of the new Pokemon. There you go. Sherry can feel those feels. So, yeah. uh, you 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 folks bidding on a case of the seventy nine eighty Opeachy found in Saskatchewan. It's like, well, Steve, uh, it's it's just cleared two million with the buyer's premium. So, you in on this one? I put a hundred bucks down. I mm-hmm. open the bidding. We might we might have to fractionally share that one. Uh, yeah. I've had some conversations on it on my on my own channel and the podcast stuff. It is interesting. I, I will say it's one of those ones where I think it's the novelty of owning a case like that. Um, obviously, the value like. The breakup value is we we talked about it at some length. You you're gonna you can open it up. You can pull all the Gretzky's out of it. You can get them all graded. You can do all the things that we usually talk about. You can do. You will not extract two million dollars of value out of it. Uh, and just spoiler, I'm sorry to ruin this. You're not getting a ten. <laughs> you're not getting the Gretzky ten. I'm sorry. <laughs> you you the think light- the winning bidder will open it? There, I think they'll open. Uh, so I was chatting with uh, individuals associated with the shop. Uh, and at least one of the people that is in the running uh, intends to open at least some of the boxes uh, mm-hmm. because some of the boxes are a little bit more tightly uh, packed than others. Uh, and that tends to be the case with some of these cases because sometimes they get jostled around a little bit. Um, I guess it depends on really what they want to do. At $2 million, Steve, you really don't care. Like if, if you're bidding $2 million on a, on a case of hockey cards, you're probably, got, you're probably doing okay. Um, <laughs> so you're not too worried about it. So at that point, it's it's the novelty of it. I'd, I'd love to see it. Hopefully, if they do end up opening any of it, even if they open just a couple of boxes or something, I'd love to see it. Hopefully, uh, hopefully it gets uh, recorded somewhere and we can uh, have a look uh, because it is interesting. But to have an intact case is uh, is kind of a novelty in and of itself. So I don't know. There's a little bit of an argument to be made for both. It's rarer to actually have a case rather than the individual boxes. Yeah. And whatever you're going to get out of the boxes, again, the value is not going to be there relative to what you paid for the whole case. Yeah. So something, something to think about. Yeah, something to think about for folks in other tax brackets than ours. <laughs> That's a fair one. Uh, so this one here, uh, Robin Taylor says it was a great show, pertaining to the card show. It was interesting to see price point vendors were looking at the start for the year. Yep, card shows are good for that. You can get a little bit of a sense of how people feel about some of these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll also read this question here from Sean. I'll, I'll touch on it a little bit here. So pricing, let's talk about Bedard Mania. It's all about the Bedard Mania. We all know Upper Next Series 2 is going to be priced higher selling point than Series 1, which we've talked about. 
that that's just a fact. By the way, you can check out the pre-sale prices. That that's no, no that's knowledge that's out there. So you you can see for yourselves. Um, so here he says, my question is: This upper deck is the vendor uh, set the retail price for all retailers. So I will remind you. So I'll, I'll kind of answer like this. I'll remind you that secondary market's a thing. When you look at some of those pre-sale prices and all that, you have to look at what Series One and Series Two have. You can have an MSRP. You know, while unadvertised as it is, there's an MSRP. The difference in what's actually in Series One and Series Two is not fundamentally different. The Connor Bedard draw, the the draw behind it is the, is the player. It's the specifics of it. But uh, Connor Bedard Young Gun is not fundamentally different than a Young Gun in Series One. The and the product didn't really cost more to make. So the difference between Series 1 and Series 2 at the MSRP level is going to be negligible. The difference you're looking at is secondary market. And secondary market's its own thing. I can tell you from experience of other products that there are times where sometimes they'll produce something and the exp they expect the price to be this. And if for whatever reason it goes beyond that, then they can't really control it. But at the same time, it can create unfortunate expectations. So Series 2 is going to be interesting for that because in reality, if we're just being honest, the Bedard chase is going to be huge, but if we do a little bit of math, I, I don't have to work too hard to tell you. You're going the odds of getting a young gun Bedard in an individual box, just one box, the odds are against you. So you're paying the premium price point to have the same chance of pulling a Connor Bedard young gun that you would a young gun in Series One. <laughs> Most of you aren't going to get one. Uh, they're going to be out there though. Once enough people open boxes, they will be out there. But you're still paying this premium, and I don't know if the rest of the product holds up because. Yep. Nothing really changed in series two to make it that much more expensive. So that's just an opinion that I'm that I'll just throw out of there at you. No, and I think we touched on it uh previous show as well. Um I think the, the good value will be in the tins and blasters. And I mean I don't know what the price point of those will be, but I don't think they'll uh you know be obviously where the hobby boxes are. Um, mm -hmm. you know, all you need is one pack to get a bedard in it. So obviously blasters and tins are gonna be uh fraction of what the hobby boxes will be and we're we're still not sure of what we're putting them at uh mm -hmm. probably right up until the day all i can say is you know we'll more than likely beat everybody but uh you know we'd be fools if you know this place is selling for x number and you know we're several hundred dollars cheaper so at the end of the day it's time for us to make a few dollars on some products but uh we'll see and uh i don't know if fantilly being hurt and bedard being hurt um if that brings things back to reality a little bit but uh probably not but uh this week this week we're getting opeachy come get opeachy <laughs> mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely yeah. you, get we'll a we'll... you get a bedard oh well there you go he's gone oprah on us that's, yeah. that's getting exciting right there but uh what i was going to say is we'll revisit this conversation when we get closer to the release of the product when we get closer to series two the only reason though i kind of bring up that point and again we'll we'll touch on it again when we get closer to it is that it always concerns me a little bit when the secondary market goes too hot for a product too soon especially when the rest of it doesn't hold up there will be nice to be clear there will be nice cards in the rest of the product flagship has some nice cards in it beyond Connor bedard but what happens is when you do that, you also raise expectations. The person who is paying a relative premium for it, Series 1 versus Series 2. The same person that's buying Series 2, a bunch of them were also buying Series 1. So they're going to look at, wait, I paid this much for Series 1, and I'm going to be paying this much for Series 2. And it is because of that secondary market thing. Unfortunately, it also raises expectations. And when we realize, it's like, guys, it's still flagship. It's still Upper Deck flagship. The actual product itself is not fundamentally different between Series 1 and Series 2. Except now you've got this player that people are chasing after, and that is a lot of the draw. 
So it's going to be interesting to see how people react to it once they open the boxes and realize it's still up in a collection. It's a slippery, slippery slope, too, because, you know, the, those boxes get so high, you know, there's that initial rush where those that want them are going to go hot and heavy. Uh, what happens a month down the road when it starts to calm down and someone comes in, I'm making numbers up, like, you know, we've got them on for 200 bucks or something. And they're like, well, geez, last month I paid whatever, 300 you know, they're, they're mad because they paid, you know, 300 where now they're 200 or whatever the number is. And um, keep that in mind when you're buying. And that's kind of why I'm like, you know, tins and blasters, they're not going to fluctuate too much. Um, the initial, you know, rush on the hobby boxes, it's supply and demand. But once those, uh, you know, diehards get their, get their fix, um, it will come down back to reality. And that being said, my guess is like most of the hobby boxes will be gone. But mm -hmm. if there's a few kicking around, um, it will probably raise some eyebrows um, to where the number got to where it ends up. But uh, if it's anything like Series 1, I mean, we were shocked how fast our Series 1 sold. Um, mm -hmm. So Series 2 should you know, do the same. Sounds good. I think it'll be interesting. Interesting times here upcoming uh, in the next couple of months when we start getting some of that stuff. But in the meantime, you can tide yourselves over with uh, Art of Sport and Mob Cards. Absolutely. Okay, some mob cards. Very exciting. So that'll be it for us. Uh, uh, it for us on this episode. So I want to thank uh, Steve for giving us a bit of a rundown there on the consignment piece of it, uh, and then Sherry, of course, as well, also for giving us a little bit of a rundown on some of the stuff that's going to be coming up in this store, and also braving the elements through a semi blizzard. So that's very exciting. <laughs> so. So you guys can go pop into the store and support that. So that'll be part of it. Uh, future episodes coming up here. We'll uh, work on some uh, other bonus content for you. So uh, once he's back up and running and finished plowing uh, with Mr. Plow, uh, we'll see if we can maybe get some more bonus player in there and some other fun things here coming up in the store as we get through the rest of the into the spring. So that'll be a lot of fun as we get into that. And also remember what we showed a little bit earlier. End of the month, you're going to have your trade night and you're going to have your card show. We will remind you in the next couple of episodes as we get closer to it. But those are things always to keep an eye on because that's normal in the in the calendar of the store. So for Sherry and for Steve, Collector of the People, I want to thank you for checking this one out. And we will catch you in the next one. <laughs>